Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, Jason and Alex, back again for the Fantasy Football Sackos. We are talking about Week 11 waiver wires. These are guys that you guys need to add to your rosters immediately. Uh, because it's do or tie time, as Alex knows, staring into the barrel of the uh, the a fantasy four, football forty five. It's a good song, by the <laughs> way. Oh, is that Shine Down? It is. Yeah, circa the mid two thousands. Uh, speak like two thousand and four. Yeah, speaking of staring down the barrel, Jason, uh, there was a league controversy this week that uh, you happened to not respond to on the on the league texting thread. Where if you may or may not remember, and I guess we can start uh, with Keaton Mitchell again after talking about him last week where we said, yeah, you know, maybe a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. Maybe people are tuning in to hear about Keaton Mitchell. And uh, I believe you said, yeah, I don't know, maybe a couple dollars. I said zero dollars. And you decided to spend a lot of dollars. Jason, please explain yourself. So... I love it. <laughs> I was not anticipating this. I so know you were. We like talked. This. We just talked for like a half an hour before we started recording. It's late, and you didn't even mention this. No, not even a sniff. But this is definitely where we need to start because transparency is good for the listeners. And yeah. and you are flustered, and I'm loving it. So please go ahead. So I'll put it to you like this. I originally had placed, um, okay, so I firmly believe (laughs) that Fab, I firmly believe that Fab loses its value. I think it's a depreciating asset as the season goes on. I think it's worth less over time, so. Who talk accounting to me, please. So I I think, I think um, there's less opportunities at the end of the season to make a meaningful ad, so it's just like listen to the guys we're going to talk about right we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of guys so when you see a potential gem like keaton mitchell is maybe you get a little spendy but why what made me overspend i don't even want to call it overspend because i think he could potentially be worth it as he proved again this week um averaging i don't even know how many silly yards per carry but basically what happened was um i originally had put down like 13 fab for keaton mitchell and i felt a little dirty uh because i didn't think that that was going to be enough and in our league i've been so far out in first place uh ever since dropping the fab on puka in week one like that changed my season really it solidified my wide receiver two position i dropped like 20 to 30 fab percentage to get puka in week one and it just got really far out ahead and so i've been kind of you know throwing a few fab around here and there ever since uh i think tank dell is probably my next highest guy like 15 and um it's just been kind of dwindling down dwindling down and I've let a lot of good ads go by 
I felt like I've lost out on a lot of waiver ads over the course of the season just because I've been playing really conservative because I've been so far out ahead and first. And so then um, I basically ended up in a Keaton Mitchell echo chamber on X where I was watching like highlight videos, information <laughs> about like why he went undrafted, the injuries he's been recovering from, how a, a bunch of awesome stats about basically how terrible everybody else is in that running back room and like coach speak. Come on now, um, Gus is in there. Be nice. He averaged 2.2 yards per carry this week. He's <laughs> terrible. Um, he's going to be a goal line back. He's going to be a great goal line back. But I don't think that the Ravens ever intended for Gus Edwards to carry the load this season. I believe he so, has the longest consecutive touchdown streak by a rush by a running back uh, in consecutive games. Suck it, CMC. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> he's he's still bad. Um, Keaton Mitchell, by the way, leads all running backs in yards per carry at almost 15. Missed tackles, forced per carry at uh, 0.75 in yards after contact per attempt, which is 12 yards. Does, it, um, does he have eight carries this year? <laughs> there's a 10 carry minimum to qualify. <laughs> but I, uh, the, 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 I, the, no, the, hold on. I'll finish. Let me finish. So I was in, I was on X. It was late at night the night before. I'm feeling frustrated. I've lost all these dudes on waiver claims because I've been so far out. And I just said, screw it. I don't need this fab. I already have my defense for the entire playoffs. What am I doing? Am I just like going to let another potential league winner just go by? Like, I don't need this. So I put 40 bucks out on Keaton Mitchell. 40, I think 40 over 41. And I put a little sprinkle on a kicker or whatever. And... I woke up and I had Keaton Mitchell on my roster. And then I got all sorts of hell for, for putting out the large fab bit. But I don't know. Did I need him? No. Did I have a ton of fab sitting around that I usually don't even have after like a month of the season? Yeah. So I spent it. And obviously, if I'm in the same league as you, I'd be listening to this and trying to pick it up. And so when somebody bids $15 and they're like, hey, I have Keaton Mitchell locked in. And then all of a sudden, the person that you were just listening to for fantasy advice drops 41, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And then you don't even get a response in the texting thread. Uh, the people of the United States of America versus Jason Shellcross rests their case. Uh, we can start the podcast now. So thanks for the, the explanation. Hold on. I have one rule, and it's to never yell at a group chat. Like one, I already hate group chats to begin with, <laughs> and I don't want any part of them. But to bog down like 11 or 10 other people's phones, like I'm not about that life because I hate it when people do it to me. One, I hate opening my phone and then seeing 75 notifications. <laughs> I'm not even joking, like literally 77 because all the ha-has and like meme reactions and shit. But two, it's like those are the two, um, the two people that I knew would if anybody complained, I wasn't surprised that those were the two that complained and what I, like fucking, I don't know, up your fab bid. Whoa. F bomb coming out seven minutes in. All right. So week 11, here we are. 
something to review as we're coming down the stretch here is I would say take a look at how much how many dollars you have left and bid one dollar more than the highest person if you have that money. So and don't bid five dollar increments. Also true. So Keaton Mitchell seems like a, an obvious ad this week. He was fine. He just doesn't have enough touches. I talked about it last week. But it seems like he's kind of usurped Justice Hill. Uh, Keaton Mitchell is available in a lot of leagues still. Um, again, we said he was probably worth an add. Um, still available in just over 75% of ESPN leagues. I think he's worth a couple bucks. Still, I, I wouldn't bid more than that. I, I'm committed to the bid at this point, at least a little bit, but... He only had four touches. The only reason he had more than that the week before is because they were up by 30. He, he's more of a gadget guy still. I understand the upside. He's fast as hell. Wouldn't spend more than a couple bucks. The game started with a two-man rotation between Gus Edwards and Mitchell. Edwards played nine first-quarter snaps. Mitchell played six. So while the game was close, nice. it was nine snaps to six. Yeah, opposite six-nine. Um then the game got out of hand. Mitchell's been nursing that hamstring, so I'm hoping that that's kind of all it was in closer games. Yeah, and in closer as, games, maybe he stays as, in. As you and me were, were talking about, brutal playoff schedule uh, at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, home against Miami uh, is, is not the greatest, although really probably just San Francisco scares you. The other two are fine. Weather should be good for all of those. Uh, except potentially Miami the last week. So, yeah, I mean, go get some Keaton Mitchell. He should definitely be rostered as a as a safety. I don't think you can start him unless Gus goes down. Yeah, it, and when I say that the game got out of hand, like I understand that Baltimore actually lost that game to Cleveland, but they were up 17-3 to in the first quarter. So they obviously took their foot off the gas and couldn't get it started again. But... I mean, we kind of talked about it pre-show, though. How Are you a little frustrated with Lamar? Yeah, I mean, just marginally. I, although, I don't know who's happy with their quarterback play, honestly. <laughs> like, Sam Howell is a top five fantasy quarterback this year, depending on your scoring, uh, and, and has basically been a top three quarterback uh, since a dud at the beginning of the season. Josh Allen is not been fun to watch as a lot of people uh watch the monday night game tonight and it's just like eh, like he's fine but you know nothing to write home he's about fine. he's the number one quarterback no i i know but the last couple like it's just not pretty how he gets it done a lot of times uh um, yeah hertz is on by herbert's three lamar's four sam house five prescott went berserker one of his couple games that he does every year C.J. Stroud, Josh Dobbs, Mahomes. <laughs> like, Mahomes is behind Joshua Dobbs as a fantasy quarterback this year. Tua, Brock. Sorry, you had it written up. Right. Tua, Purdy, Goff, Jordan Love is 13. Like, what is going – like, that's bad, right? Yeah. It's it's just been very unimpressive. And, yeah, Kirk Kirko goes down. But like Trevor Lawrence, who were like, hey, he's the seventh guy, and then there's a cliff. He's been awful. Um, so, I mean, Daniel Jones has been hurt, and that offense has just been awful. Waller didn't help. So, quarterbacks have been 
kind of a mystery. Uh, and even some of the top ones haven't been super impressive. Like Lamar has not been has not been great the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. But um, but maybe he gets it back on track. I, I don't know. Who who knows? Maybe it's the middle of the season. He's trying to you know not run quite as much or. Like, they're fine when he's thrown to Andrews, but it doesn't really seem like he has a good connection with any of his other wide receivers, and obviously their running backs don't check check the ball down. Although Keaton Mitchell, you know, maybe opens that up. I know that they tried to throw him a longer pass into the end zone uh, that went incomplete, and they checked the ball down to him a couple times. So maybe that kind of changes their offense a little bit, but not not enough to write home about. Yeah, I think another person on that offense that people could be frustrated with is Zay Flowers, though. Like, came out of the gate kind of red hot week one and looked like he was going to be a monster this year. And it just hasn't really materialized since Andrews came back. Like, he's just definitely a second fiddle on that team. And he gets a decent amount of targets and catches and whatnot. But there's there's no opportunity for touchdowns for the guy. And he's just really limited in yards. Everything is so short area play you know he's not he's not getting the ball downfield making splash plays and when that happens even with the volume you're generally scoring less than 10 points per game especially in our half ppr scoring which is ultimately why i chose to drop the guy because i just know that mark andrews is the guy especially in the red zone and at the goal line if lamar is going to throw it at all if he doesn't run it in himself and so you know, just after Mark Andrews, there's not a lot left on the bone for anybody else. So, yeah, just to, to backtrack real quick, uh, just to cover some quarterbacks as we're, we're kind of jumping around. Um, Sam Howell's obviously the ad. He's available in 27% of leagues if you're if you're hurting. Josh Dobbs between Hawkinson, Jefferson coming back. Like he's clearly the, the ad. He's available in over 60% of leagues for the Vikings. Um, Jordan Love, <laughs> I get that he's quarterback thirteen. Are you recommending Jordan Love right now? I thought you no. I'm you I'm down on Love. I'm I'm not. I'm more or less just making fun of the fact that I think it's hilarious. He's a borderline uh, top twelve uh, quarterback. And then Ma- Matthew Stafford uh, appears to be coming back. He's rostered in thirty percent of leagues between Cup and and Puka. Um, you, you could probably do worse on a on a bye week than Stafford. So. Just, just wanted to mix those in real quick. If you're hurting somewhere, uh, those would those would be your options. But back to running backs. Speaking of Vikings, uh, Madison got concussed. He's looked terrible all year. In comes Ty Chandler because Akers has torn in his Achilles. And Chandler looked explosive, quite frankly, and looked like the better back in the opportunities that he got for the Vikings. Yeah, and I would double down on uh, Josh Dobbs. I mean, not only... Uh, has he looked good each of the last two weeks against Atlanta and the Saints at home? Um, but the next two weeks, he's at Denver and then home against Chicago. Yes, Denver has done well uh, since the 70 point. I don't even know what happened that week. week <laughs> uh, or, you know, a month plus ago. Um, they've certainly looked better, but still I think that they could be potentially exposed by a competent quarterback. Um, and Chicago is atrocious. So I still think Dobbs could even be a multi-week solution if you have 
somebody that's underperforming or if you have uh, potentially an injury or I don't know, what have you. I think you could plug Josh Dobbs for a couple weeks. Um, but when I tell you that I am excited for Ty Chandler, I was a believer in Cam Akers. And I had him in almost every league because I thought Cam Akers was on his way to taking over that uh, offense, uh, that role on that offense, um, prior to tearing his Achilles two weeks ago. Um, but now that he's torn it, uh, it really leaves only Ty Chandler and what Keen Nwangwu, uh left behind Madison. And Madison is just so pedestrian. Um, but Ty Chandler has outcarried Nwangwu fifteen to two and outsnapped him thirty to three. Uh, the Vikings did sign Miles Gaskin, which gives them another option for Week Eleven. Random mass um, running backs. Yeah, but potentially, I think Ty Chandler could be um, looking at a spot start and fantasy two RB two numbers. Yeah, and so. the and the Bills just gave, or sorry, not the Bills, the the Broncos gave up 26 carries for 192 yards, 7.4 yards a carry. I know James Cook kind of went bonkers at the end of that game, but the Broncos have kind of proven that they aren't really great against the run. So uh, Ty Chandler, honestly, if you have a lot of fab, like between him and Devin Singletary, which we'll talk about in a second, I think you could justify spending all of it. Like... Madison has looked awful. And so at some point they're just going to say if like Ty Chandler, I think has the opportunity to come in, especially if Madison cannot clear the concussion protocol and really take over the backfield because they've been looking for anybody to be better than him. And it like, again, it was going to be acres. Hopefully it's Ty Chandler now. So I, out of the two backs, Singletary and Chandler, I would prefer Singletary. Um, Madison has looked terrible, suffered a concussion in week 10. Um, so far in the league year, generally speaking, when a player's gotten concussed, they have sat out the following week. Um, so that's why I said that Ty Chandler could be looking for a spot start in fantasy RB2 numbers this week. Um I think that if that's the case, you could see Madison actually lose his full-blown lose his job to Ty Chandler uh, next week. Um, however, I would prefer Devin Singletary because Damian Pierce, in my mind, has already done just that in losing his job. Um, again, it was because of injury. His uh, Pierce's status for Week 11 is still unknown. Um, but with Singletary rushing 30 times for 150 yards – he was one of four backs to run 30 times in a game all year this year. 91% of his team's carries ran around on over half of Stroud's dropbacks. Like, I think he's already the guy in in Houston. Um, if I had Fab, if I hadn't already blown it all on Keaton Mitchell, I would put every dollar I have on Devin Singletary as the potential running back in what's looking like an upside kind of offense um, that is scoring and they are in the red zone and CJ shot has proved he could move the ball. Um, I would put probably every dollar again, every dollar. If I have, for some reason, if I'm still sitting around with 90, hundred percent of my fab, like 30 to 40%, cause that's really all most people should have left at this point. Um, 
Ty Chandler, I'm probably in like the 15 to 25% range. And it's just because of that upside, right? If, if he does perform next week and Madison comes back the week after, or heaven forbid Madison misses two weeks and you really see Ty Chandler look decent. Um, I just like the Texans offensive line more than I like the Vikings offensive line. The Vikings have not been able to run the ball all season. That's why I'm a little bit lower on Ty Chandler. Jason, I accept your apology uh, from the preseason when you said I'm an idiot and I was worried about Devin Singletary taking over for Damian Pierce. Um, and you uh, literally called me an idiot over and over again uh, in one episode. And so apology accepted on me being right. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Jason? You really... You're on fire tonight, Alex. No, nothing? I mean, if I, I knew that I was going to have to wait up until 1130 to deal with this, I swear to God, I would have just gone to bed. So <laughs> I, I'm just looking for like an I'm sorry or you were right. Quite frankly, that's all I want. He had one game. He's going to be a one game bust. You're not going to actually execute on it. <laughs> You just said to spend all your fab on the guy, and now I you're know. saying just just say it. I, hold on, let me go stall for a second. Let me go look up what you titled that episode. Uh, Did I didn't title anything oh, that would be relevant to you? Oh, I'm pretty confident. Hold on, let me uh, let me see here. Scroll back. Wide receiver uh, ads for week eleven. I think first up, everybody should go out and add Brandon Cooks for the Cowboys. We talked a little bit about how Dak has been uh, turning it up of late. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a 23% target share in week 10, was targeted on an absurd 40% of his routes. Uh, he had a 9 for 173 in one line. Um, you know, he's definitely the wide receiver, too, by a mile on that team. Yeah, they paid but, Gallup all that money. <laughs> a couple of years ago yeah. coming off that torn ACL and he ain't done Jack. No, no, but Dak Prescott has throwing for almost 1100 yards and 11 touchdowns the last three weeks. Yeah. It's been really so, great. And Hey, we've always talked up Brandon cooks on this podcast. We've been big fans. We didn't really mention him all that much. We've mentioned him the last couple of weeks saying, Hey, he's had four targets basically all these weeks in a row. A couple of weeks ago he had six and then he kind of, goes off a little bit this week, which you could kind of feel coming if if you watch their offense. So uh, good on him for, for having a breakout week. Uh, Panthers, Commanders, Seahawks, and Eagles over the next four weeks are some really good matchups too. And so uh, he he's definitely startable. I would also like to say that uh, in one of my leagues, somebody started him against me this week, uh, even though I think he was wide receiver 73 on the year coming into the week in the full PPR league and I got torched. So good job by them. Good job by them. Uh, Alex, were you able to go back and find that whatever title information you were searching for? Thank, no. Thank you for bringing that up. You actually titled it well. Top three running backs to avoid drafting uh, is, is what you titled it. Um, the So, I, I mean, I, I hey, I'm a, I'm a man of honor. I will read off all three guys. Alvin Kamara, Damian Pierce, and Jameer Gibbs uh, were were the three. Uh, and 
the Gibbs piece of it was because I thought Montgomery was going to be the goal line back, which proved to be. I didn't true. agree with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so let's 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 actually lay this straight. You said to avoid Kamara and Gibbs. I said to avoid, or I said, or no, I'm sorry. Those, I think, all three of those were yours, and I disagreed vehemently with at least two of them. With with all three of them, yeah, it was just a hey, let me talk about my feelings uh. and and let me talk out why I didn't like those three guys. Uh, I've been pro Jameer Gibbs. No, no, I. Like, I, I agree that that was all me like oh, oh, and yes. so like the Gibbs thing was because I thought Monty was going to have double digit touchdowns uh, which mm-hmm. proved to be correct although Gibbs getting the goal line carry this week was great and Camaro just doesn't score enough touchdowns which I was happy to trade him uh, to you this week which we'll probably cover at the end of this so uh, back to wide receivers kind of jumping all I mean Romeo Dobbs do we want to talk about him eh? finds a way to score he, he does finds a way to score I mean, for some reason, he always gets into the end zone, and he's sitting on, I would guess, more than half of waiver, you know, waiver wires right now. And sixty percent. I think he's exciting. I don't think he's exciting, but I don't think Christian Watson wants to be the number one receiver on that offense. Like Christian Watson, in watching him play, the jump balls, the fifty-fifty balls, he literally does not fight to come back for. He just. He he starts complaining before the ball already hits the ground. <laughs> hey, I mean, so. I I'm sure being in practice every day with Jordan Love that that you know that kind of happens. Um, so yeah, it should it should be mentioned that if you back to quarterbacks real quick, Jordan Love has the Chargers this week. The Chargers give up a ton of passing yards, and so Dobbs is playable. So is Love, uh, just strictly because of the matchup this week. So if, if you are desperate, the Packers pass game should be at least marginally okay. Uh, it looks like Michael Thomas finally got hurt, uh, suffered a knee injury uh, this past week against the Vikings. Rashid Shahid throwing a brick. <laughs> Rashid Shahid, uh, again, only rostered in uh, you know less than 30% of leagues. Top 20, top 25 wide receiver. He should Don't probably feel dirty should, trying out Rashid Shahid in a waiver wire show. Probably, but I mean, he's performed. I feel dirty listening to it. He's performed. And especially if James, like, if Jameis is going to be back there just slinging the ball from one side of the field, literally to the other side on a line and throwing the ball like 50, like 15 to 25 yards downfield every play, love Shahid's upside <laughs> with Jameis. Uh, so he should be rostered. He's going to be their wide receiver too with Michael Thomas not playing. All right, don't roster any of those dudes. Who you need to go out and get is Nico Collins. And by Nico Collins, I mean Noah Brown, who is playing Nico Collins while Nico Collins is not playing Nico Collins. It's true. Noah Brown ran a route on 73% of the Texans' passing plays in all five of his appearances this year. Uh, had a 21% target share and 28% air yard share in week 10, catching seven passes for 172 yards versus the Bengals. Yes, Nico Collins will come back. His eventual return will throw a wrench in Noah Brown's role, but the Texans could just as easily reduce the snaps of, say, Robert Woods to keep Noah Brown on the field. Um, I think Noah Brown has absolutely looked great in Nico Collins' absence. Um 
you know, he, what, 100 plus, what did, what did I say, 172 yards versus the Bengals, seven pass. Like, that's just, that's obscene. So if Nico Collins is out, I am absolutely purchasing uh, Noah Brown uh, from the waiver wire with my fab. If I am a Nico Collins holder, I am absolutely adding Noah Brown to my bench as well. Yeah, Nico Collins started off real hot. Uh, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know I was high on him. Noah Brown's been great, back-to-back over 150 yards receiving. And C.J. Stroud is just on a completely another level right now. There's really n- nothing else to say about it other than they just have dudes running wide open all over the place, and he's just slinging it. So, yeah, Noah Brown. I c- couldn't agree more. Uh, next up, I have I have two more dudes. Uh, first is Demario Douglas, who we talked about a little bit for the Patriots. Yep. Um, yes, the Patriots are a dumpster fire, and Demario Douglas is kind of injured, um, but he's still the best receiver on that roster. Thirty six. He earned thirty six percent of his team's targets and forty six percent of the air yards. Granted, obviously they didn't go very far, um, <laughs> but he's still. He's a flex receiver, so if you're desperate, if you got bye weeks, you got injuries, whatever, Demario Douglas will get you probably double-digit points, at least in half PPR. Um, and then Jalen Guyton, Guyton um, who kind of returned to uh, his his same role after returning from injured reserve in Week 9, uh, had a full-time role. Um, it, by week 10, he ran around on 85% of Herbert's dropbacks and reeled in his first touchdown since week 15 of the 2021 season. Um, but the reality is, is that Mike Williams and Josh Palmer on injured reserve. Uh, Josh Herbert is an all-pro quarterback, and so Jalen Guyton uh, is going to get some looks uh, like he did this past week. So, um Keenan Williams kind of got nicked up, potentially spraining his AC joint again. So, you know, I, I don't you were I don't see Keenan missing any time, you, but you, I was very nervous. You were all over that with names. Justin Herbert, you just called him like something Allen. Just Keenan Allen. I was yeah. talking about Keenan Allen, the number one receiver I on know. that team, getting nicked up in that game. And I just think Jalen Guyton, if all else fails, I mean Basically, the the Chargers were playing with a prayer and Keenan Allen, and still dropped what thirty some points on the Lions. Yeah, very good, and that's exactly why you could start your Packers this week, uh, just because of the matchup. Yeah, I I agree again. He's been uh, overly solid, uh, and and should be targeted. If you're super desperate, a couple other guys here: uh, Trent Irwin for the Bengals. Uh, not a great matchup uh, against the against the Ravens, but T. Higgins isn't playing again this week. Uh, they basically yeah, are, Thursday night games yep, suck. Already announced him out. So if if you're really desperate, Trenton Irwin's going to be available for a Thursday night stash. On to tight ends, my guy Trey McBride. Jason, go ahead. My guy Trey McBride. Uh, He's available in what half a leagues? Yep, right now. Where are you at? Where are you at roster? Yeah, fifty point eight percent roster. So he's right on the bubble of being eligible to even chat about. But we will. Um, 
because we need to. Because Trey McBride has 21 catches for almost 215 yards and a score in the last three weeks. And that's obscene. And one of those so, weeks included playing with somebody whose name I can't even describe to you. Um, and so when he had Dobbs and he had Kyler, he's been great. Two of the last three, the week in between was against uh, the Browns, which uh, was was bad. And now he gets the ti- the Texans, who I believe um, second most fantasy points per game to the tight end position this week. Trey McBride is going to be a is probably going to be a top five tight end this week. Uh, top five tight end this week, I think, is a top five tight end rest, rest of season. I am trying to add him in every single league. I am trying to trade for him in leagues. I don't have him. Uh, I'm frustrated in leagues where he's already picked up. Hello. Especially when that team already has two other all-pro tight ends on that on that roster for some reason, which makes no damn sense. Because as far as I know, <laughs> in regular ESPN so leagues, salty. you can only start one tight end and one flex, which is two tight ends, which nobody ever does because wide receivers and running backs generally score more points than tight ends. So why would you ever start two tight ends? Okay, number one. Number two, you only need one extra tight end for one week, and that is your bye week. But no, Alexander Krogamus, the the OG KROG, is starting or is is rostering three freaking tight ends for no reason it, other than to troll the rest <laughs> of the league. Um, there was a small piece that was a troll, but at the same time, you added Trey McBride, and you have tr- you have Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, and you added Trey McBride. For no damn reason. Yeah, a couple weeks ago after he had a big performance and people don't have good tight ends. So I uh, added him, held on to him, and my Kyler's back. So suck it. I don't know what else to say. You'll never get to him. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, Other players that you might want to target, Luke Musgrave uh, for the Packers just because of the matchup, Michael Mayer. Come on. You're out here pimping Luke Musgraves? Don't make me go and pick up a fourth tight end, Jason, because I will do it. What about Micah Meyer? I will do it. For the Raiders. I might pick up a fifth tight end just to continue to troll. Conklin? Either of those guys are fine uh, and can be added. Jason, it's time to uh, talk about our favorite segment of the week and for you to give everybody your D. Hey, I still feel dirty when you say that. Um, okay. Defensive matchups. Week 11. Let's see. The, the, Who the long the Giants str- play. Well, Yes, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is go get yourself some Chiefs defense. We've talked about it for a couple weeks. Going to mention it again where they had a buy. People are dropping them. They are a top five defense so far this year, and their schedule down the stretch is dirty. After Philly, at Las Vegas, at Green Bay, home against Buffalo, at New England, home against Vegas, home against Cincy. Basically six, well, at least five of those matchups are uh, top 10 good matchup, maybe even top five, if, if that math makes sense. 
they are the defense that you absolutely want to have coming down the stretch. A lot of people did drop them. They're rostered in 53% of leagues. So go get you some Chiefs. All right, back to the D, Jason. Okay, so. Yes, the Commanders gave up 29 points to the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, they only generated one sack and zero turnovers at the Seahawks. In week 11, they play the New York football giants, okay, (laughs) who are not good at football, to put it mildly. Um, They, I mean, did did you even watch, did anyone watch what the Cowboys did to that team? Yeah, I watched some of it. It was really bad. It was 28 to zero at halftime. They had the second stringers in. I mean, look, if Danny DeVito, I mean, Tommy DeVito is leading your team, who Danny DeVito is probably taller than, um, you're going to have a bad time. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, 66 yards. I saw Saquon Barkley do cartwheels as soon as he got the handoff to try and get away from players that were already in the backfield. Well, that's not going to work team, very well. This team is atrocious. This is the worst football team I have seen in I don't know how long. I didn't realize how mediocre Danny Jones could make a team because without him, they are hot trash. That is true. Although Taylor uh, was okay for for a little bit. Um, so if Tyrod comes back, maybe you don't recommend this quite as much, but, uh, a couple weeks ago they did face Washington and beat them 14 to seven. Um, so, but either way, I, I think this is clearly the defense pickup, uh, other giants, uh, schedule coming down the stretch. So at Washington this week, home against new England, which might be a battle for the first overall pick, uh, the following week, uh, they have a bye week. Monday night football is this is so bad. Green Bay at the Giants week 14. That's just scrumptious. That's wonderful. We're we're going to record during that game. I am not waiting until that game is over because I do not want to watch <laughs> that. Uh at New Orleans at Philly home against the Rams. Uh so if you are if you have empty bench spots and want to stash a defense um potentially stash one of those uh especially if tyrod doesn't come back because danny jones is done for the year so yes that is uh that is jason's d so thank you for the commanders for giving that to us 12 fantasy points when playing the giants in week seven um i don't anticipate them generating the same kind of pressure obviously without sweat or chase young on the roster anymore at this point but still they are playing at home and they have Tommy DeVito running out there at, at quarterback. So I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity to make some plays. Uh, the other ad that I would suggest is the Jaguars because Will Levis looks like a one-time wonder right now, and the Jags are at home. So they have the Titans at home with Will Levis doing a whole lot of nada right now. Nothing. Uh, begrudgingly, would you like to give me some kicker in case I'm starting any one of, I don't know, some kicker that's on by next week, which who's on by 
Uh, Patriots are on by. The Falcons are on by. Why would I start their kicker anyway? The Colts are on by. Probably don't have their kicker. Um, I'm, I'm struggling here. Jason, thank you for asking. Welcome, everybody, to the Crow Kicking Corner. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, I recommended Dustin Hopkins last week. Jason ridiculed me because you said you recommended the number one kicker in all of fantasy. He's still only rostered in 48% of leagues. And so literally I'm going to recommend him again because it doesn't make any sense because... How did he do last week? Uh, he had 14, uh, 14 points. Okay. So How did I do? I don't even know who you said. Who'd you say? Okay. I don't remember. I don't know, but pretend it was Jason Myers because he has the same name as me. He put up 21 fantasy points. Again, just do a search. Do a sort. Pick one of them. It'll probably be fine. Uh, just make sure that they don't have too bad of an offense. Oh, no. You recommended uh, Darye, uh, uh the, the Texans guy who had zero fantasy points. So uh, <laughs> Did you just say was was your gleaming advice to just do a search and do a sort and just pick one? Yes, one hundred percent. And that it's that kind of hashtag analysis you can only get here, folks. And that pick up the and that, pick up the number one rated kicker. That's that's and and if you can't do that, just sort by points and just pick up whoever. Just do what makes your heart feel content. I mean, that's really good advice. I don't know what else to say. Go pick up the number one <laughs> kicker if he's available. He's available in half half of the leagues. Can we talk about our trade? This is just so far. Sure. So I I offered you uh, Alvin Kamara for Justin Jefferson uh, once they opened up the practice window. I, I have... Uh, like, I think you and me clearly have the best teams in our league. Uh, you were looking for a, a running back, too. I was looking for a wide receiver, one. You have CMC. I have Taylor and A-Chan. I have Pittman, and now I have Jefferson. I have Kelsey and Andrews. You have Josh Allen, Keenan Allen, CMC, Kamara. Figure out, like, between Deontay Johnson and Tank Dell and Najee T. Higgins and T Higgins, you'll figure out kind of the wide receiver flex spot. And then and you, Kyron, right. And Kyron. And then you have Kittle too, like two ridiculously deep teams. I have Nico Collins on my bench. I have Gus Edwards on my bench. Uh, Daryl Henderson, who is probably going to get cut. I have Leonard Fournette who, I don't know. We'll see, but Trey McBride as well. So yeah, just like really deep. I did it. I wanted, I wanted uh, Jefferson, and I'm I'm surprised you did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just nervous about my running back two spot. Najee, I know is. I mean, now it looks kind of sillier. Um, although he's definitely in in a fifty fifty split. I wanted, in my mind, somebody that has a chance to be, an absolute league winner carry down the stretch and that's kind of what I view Kamara as just because of the receiving work and you saw it again uh, in week 10 with seven receptions for 33 yards um, as long as he's getting five to ten catches a game I'm happy uh, even with his you know 10-ish rushing attempts per game um, part of me thinks that they're semi trying to keep him fresh part of me thinks 
you know, the, the team is going to look better the further away they get from Derek Carr and Taysom Hill and put in a quarterback that can actually push the ball downfield a bit. I think you also saw that in Olave this week. Um, I just, I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't know when Justin Jefferson is coming back. I don't know if Dobbs can support a wide receiver one. Uh, like I said before the podcast started, all these weeks that Dobbs has been going off in Arizona, when have we ever, save one time when we talked about Michael Wilson as a potential waiver wire ad, talked about any Arizona receiver as a must-add waiver wire claim, or, oh, my God, Rondale Moore did this. And the answer was none. Like, he he hasn't done it. There's question marks there. There's a reason that if if everyone really felt that strongly about Jettas, I would have gotten more play on my trade requests, which I got, like, no play. Like, you refused Justin Taylor. I Jonathan Taylor requested. Or, I'm sorry, Jonathan Taylor. I requested ETN. I requested Swift. I requested basically every running back that's inside the top 12 to 15 for Justin Jefferson. And the only one that was open was Kamara. And so I decided to go with it. So if he comes back. I think that there's a good chance that Jefferson is a wide receiver two and not a wide receiver one. And Dobbs was kind of a question mark at that point. And even so, like, I don't know, what did the receivers do in this game? Cause I know TJ Hawkinson had how many, what 11 catches. It's true, but none of them are Justin Jefferson. So, Hey, happy to do business with you. Like, we, we can talk about Jordan Addison all we want. Uh, we can talk about KJ Osborne all we want. Not <clears> sure <throat> they're on the same same level as Justin Jefferson. So no, but it's not just them. It's also Arizona again. Like, I just he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't done it with any of the receivers. So I, hopefully, I mean, hopefully for your sake, yes. Hopefully Justin Jefferson is different and he supports El Jefe and I'm throws different. him the ball yeah, deep downfield because I think that's what's best for football is Justin Jefferson just running 50 yards downfield, leaping and catching a touchdown. It just makes me happy. Can't wait to see it. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Week 11, week 1-1 one, one coming up. Uh, I got to figure out where I'm recording next week because I think we'll be driving back from Tennessee potentially on Monday or tuesday Bucky's. and so i will be record from a bathroom at bucky's uh just just Dude, why not and they have everything there yeah just like attach the microphone stand onto the to the stall wall as people are just taking yes. a, taking a dump next to me i think that'd be great we could do a live look in with the crew as you're in the car pay for a hot spot please no <laughs> <laughs> If if we're still in the car that late, I don't I don't think that would be a good idea. Are you stopping on the way, or are we going all the way back, and you're just going to be absolutely ran into the ground? Oh, on the way home, um, I don't know. We'll probably do it all in one day. And a boy, maybe I don't know. And you're driving. Yeah, is drinking and driving allowed? Is that mm. is that permitted? 
No. I think just about anything goes. Where, are you, where did you say you're traveling from? Tennessee, but mostly through Indiana yeah. all the way back up. Yeah, I-65. Just about anything's allowed on I-65. Especially as you get like close to Gary. Then anything really goes. I have nothing to add. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Adios. And uh, I don't know. Thank you. You got me. You really threw in some curveballs this week. I appreciated it. Thank you, Alex. I just want to be right one time. Just You, you just can't even say it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.